Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Like to welcome to the Red Light Podcast. I am your co-host, Taylor B. Rock. And as always, I'm joined by my beautiful co-host. Queen Key. What it do, love? How you feeling today? I'm feeling wonderful. How about you, babe? That's good. I'm all right. I'm cool. It's good to see you again. Of course. So as always, you know, I don't do small talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I always jump straight into it. We have a very good topic tonight. Um, our topic is, give me one second, I'm fumbling a little bit because I already have this ready. <laughs> so <laughs> our topic is, do you think that couples need to have similar interests to be compatible? Mm, very interesting topic. Absolutely. So as always, you know, I believe in ladies first. All right. Um, I would say initially, yes. But the longevity of it, no. Explain. Okay. So initially, the things that attract you to someone, let's be honest here, is the first thing is looks. You're physically attracted. That makes you want to approach that person or want to know that person. And then what is the, I'll say, let's seal the deal more so, is when you find out you have similar interests. So with that, that is where a relationship can grow. Now, the reason why I say for the longevity, no, is because as the relationship grows, so do you as individuals. And you can grow in different directions. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean the love falters, but... 10 years later, you may not have those same similar interests. Right. Will the relationship last? That's up to you and your partner. Okay. I don't know. I feel like um, you don't have to have similar interests. Not all the way around the board. Mm -hmm. Um, Some, yes. Yeah. But not completely. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer that opposites attract. It's the law of attraction. Yes. Um, the beautiful thing is that in our relationship, we click on some of the same things. We vibe on the same wavelengths, but we like different things. Mm-hmm. Now, the beautiful part about liking something different than your significant other is you're forced to experience different things. And at times, those things become likes. So what happens is you end up growing with your partner. So I actually feel like small similarities, but I'm all about opposites. Okay. Okay. Now you mentioned earlier in our relationship, it has to be said that in the beginning of our relationship, we had more similarities than differences. We were physically attracted to one another. And then once we got to talking, we found out that we have a lot of the same interests for the most part, with just a couple of interests that differ. Okay? As the time and years have gone on, those same, those similar interests that we had in the beginning have changed. Yeah. And they have altered. There are still some things that I like that you no longer do, and vice versa. So, I mean, let's look at the things that we used to like that was similar. Uh-huh. We vibed off of a lot of the same music. Yes. And it's crazy because it's very few women 
back in the day that really used to vibe off of Three Six Mafia <laughs> and other southern, yeah, heavy hitters, Pastor Troy, UGK, and, exactly, Cash Money, yep. No Limit, yep. So we vibed was, off of that. Yeah, that was that was my vibe back then. So music is kind of universal because you may not like the artist, but it got to be one song from that artist that you like. So that's a given. Yeah. Let's talk about the intricate stuff that people don't connect with that some might like. Like, um, you like to read. Yes. And I first, I, I wasn't a big reader because I didn't find the books that I liked. So that reading was just blah to me. Mm-hmm. Over the years, after finding an author that I like, I am able to read and I enjoy it now. So... The difference was I seen you reading books. You feel me? And then I got kind of jealous a little bit. Like, you know what? She reading. Let me go ahead and read too. Let me occupy my time. <laughs> you know? Um, and that was that was pretty childish of me. You know, I'm my only child, so sometimes when I demand attention, I demand attention. So let's 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 talk about it. Okay. So by how much, and let, let's be clear. I when I'm in my, to my books and my novels, everyone, I'm in. I'm all in. Um, I will handle what I consider house chores um, and spending time with the family. I will allot myself a certain amount of time, and then by a certain time, I need to be in my comfort level zone. I'm sorry, my comfort zone, <laughs> sitting down, enjoying that novel, and I can go through a novel very quickly so in all fairness I did take a lot of time away from us because my interest in reading so I can understand how you would get jealous of that so let's acknowledge that because your interest as an individual can easily take away or make your significant other feel left out so that, that needs to be said as well so since we're talking about interest and compatibility um, I have to bring up something that's not really been our issue, mm-hmm. but an issue that I've seen in a lot of relationships. And I hear a lot of women complaining about their men having a hobby playing video games. Okay. That could be now. So what I, do you want to talk about? So I already know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have to be honest. <laughs> there are times, and I only play two to three games. The max I play uh, GTA Five, I play uh, NBA Two K, and I play Call of Duty. Um, there are times where I spend a lot of time on that video game, and I must admit, at times it's really way too much time on that video game I look up sometimes and it's first it's like 8 o'clock and I say I'm going to play two two games and then I look up it's 3 o'clock 3.30 in the morning and <laughs> easy yeah I don't I done went through several easy. wars a couple full court games and everything yeah Um, what bothers me about um, most women have a problem with men with video games I understand that time management is a thing but what just bothers me is the fact that the complaint is that he plays video games. You know, technically, those video games allow a man to connect with his friends while being at home. So technically, he's still getting his time with his boys. 
but he's still at home okay. with this woman. When you put it in that perspective, it's very easy to understand. Um, I, I believe from our experience, that statement alone was not made previously. And it will be a nonchalant attitude following after you would come in the room at three o'clock in the morning and you will wonder why if I woke up, I would have instant attitude. Um, so yeah, you know, you, you gotta take the time fellas from a woman in, in a wife's perspective. If you tell me you're going to do this for a certain amount of time, I'm yeah. going to expect you to do that for that certain amount of time. Okay. Now, if there is communication saying, hey, do you mind? Or listen, I know I said I was going to be back here at this joint. Just talk to me. Yeah. That's all I've ever asked for. And I believe that that, again, communication. So, however, okay. now, however, once I got past being upset for that missed time, I was jealous of that. Like you just said, you were envious of the novels I read. Right. In the beginning, I was jealous of that. So what I learned and something that helped me was to take that time where you would be playing a game and I could do my thing. Right. That's my decompressing time. That's my alone time. That is needed for me personally. Right. Um, and I feel like each couple, you don't need to spend every second of every hour of every day together. You are allowed to have your own me time alone to yourself, for yourself, by yourself. Absolutely. It's healthy. Um, so I started reading novels. Okay. That was uh, that was part of the result. Now, to be clear, you did play games. Yes. You know, the... what. what Game systems, let's say that, not games. <laughs> Let me clarify. <laughs> you did play when you were playing your game systems. That wasn't a frequent thing either. It wasn't like a daily thing. You have a physical job. You've had a physical job for a number of years now. Right. So I would not more so be upset of you playing the game. I would be more so upset in the lack of communication. Ah. So it's kind of hard. For a man to come to communicate, right? Especially when he's in the the space with you, and we kind of feel like we're here. And yes, if we see you doing what you're doing, we kind of figure, well, I can let me let me let me let me break let me change that. For me. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt when I paused the game and went in the room, you were into doing you. Mm-hmm. You were in your comfort zone. You was in your space. So I kind of figured as long as you were doing what makes you happy and you were in your own personal space and your own alone time, which all couples are entitled to. Absolutely. Um, I kind of felt like I was doing a bonus of doing something good by letting you enjoy your space a little bit longer before I came back in your world and demanded time. Um, I was kind of figuring I was doing a favor for you, but looking out for myself. And I completely understand that because now hear me out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I use that same logic 
when I'm reading. And again, I'll start at eight o'clock and then I look up and it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize I just read 15 chapters. <laughs> and then you're laying sleep or you're just coming back to the bedroom, depending on, you know, your mm-hmm. activity that you have to do or you have to complete. So I completely understand that. And but I think that we found a healthy median right. by respecting each other's me time. Uh-huh. Um, but again, it all boils down to that communication because there have been times where you've told me, babe, you've been reading for like three hours. You told me that you were going to read one more chapter. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him I just read 10. <laughs> <laughs> it was... I understand because in the game, I can imagine you're having fun. Absolutely. And you get so caught up in it. Mm-hmm. Time escapes you. I didn't understand that before. But once I found something for me, I understood that. And then it made it easier for me to accept. Okay, cool. He's doing his thing. I'm going to do mine. Right. We'll come together when we come together. But he's not on my time and I'm not on his time. We're on our time. Right, right. There's a big difference. Okay. So let's let's peel this topic back a little bit more. Do you feel like in a relationship, um, your significant other is required to do or take part in something that um, you're not interested in? Like, prime example, let's say if um, I was the type of person, matter of fact, use me as an example. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like to fish. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, personally, I would love to, just to take you fishing, just to see you. Just throw your little—you don't have to get a big rod. You get a little—you can use a little small <laughs> rod. You know, put some okay. shrimp. Put some shrimp on the on the hook. I won't make you put a worm on. And if I do it, if if I do, I'll do it for you. Well, thank you. But throw it out there. You know, what I'm saying I would love to see you struggle just a little bit with a fish, just to bring it in. It's not a big struggle, but I like to see you bring a fish in. That's not your thing. That's something that you're totally not interested in. Yeah. So when you have situations like this, do you feel like you're obligated to do it at least one time? Or you can just say respectfully, no, that's not my thing. I would like to think, um, and me personally, I feel that you have every right to say no. Absolutely. You have that right. Just because we're a couple does not mean that you have to agree to everything I want to do and vice versa. I think that's where that respect comes in. So you're saying no to an experience once or you're just saying no. And and I understand your question. Let me clarify. Um, I think it's healthy for you to at least do that thing with your significant other at least once um just to give them that experience and that that ladies and gentlemen is called a selfless act indeed when you do that thing that you know is not your thing with or for your significant other without expecting anything in return and that includes acknowledgement yeah because they're not asking you to do it with them frequently if they know it's not your their your thing i'm sorry 
Um, just like you know, for instance, fishing is not my thing. But I am going to go with you at least one time so that you will have that experience. I can say no every time after that because, again, you know that's not my thing. Exactly. But I would say at least give it a try. And you never know. You might like it. No, see. But I've been fishing before and it's just not my thing. (laughs) I believe believe when when you try to get your significant other to do something different, you're supposed to try to see if you could kind of cater to them a little bit while you're doing it meaning yes making the situation as enjoyable as possible yes so like i said ladies and gentlemen we're talking about me right now i like the fish so in order to make it more enjoyable for you i would take you night fishing versus day fishing one day fishing there's a lot of people out there it's crowded it's open water there's no shade and it can get really hot mm-hmm. see night fishing we can be out there with a light on the beach blanket fishing rod bluetooth just you and i see i just took that from a personal hobby to an intimate moment where my fishing lines are out in the water but it's me and you and if my fishing rods get a bite that's just more excitement and a memory for you and I yes you know so I, I kind of feel like when introducing things to your partner that they don't like make it more intimate so that they can possibly enjoy it because that'll make them say you know what I'm out there but I'm not fishing I can be over there in my little world chilling just enjoying nature you know it's all about how you view things um i honestly feel like everything everybody should experience something with their significant other that they like at least once Mm -hmm. i feel like it's mandatory absolutely because one you never know the memories that can be made off of that exactly two you're doing stuff like that lets your significant other into your world you know you're letting them see what makes you happy outside of them you feel me and i get that like i found out that reading makes me happy because i found the author the type of books that i like to read so i now i get the same fulfillment out of completing a book like you do yeah so that experience was brought because i said you know what let me read a book you know um now and and just really quickly i'm so sorry to be clear mm-hmm. we did have a discussion and you did ask me what why do i like reading so much and what is the material that i'm reading Let's you, talk you about inquired it. about that um so my genre that attracts me the most are um dark mafia or dark cartel romance novels oh so you were thug huh <laughs> but don't push me. Um, so, <laughs> um, no, that, that's that's my genre. Um, it has everything from suspense to love to, honestly, violence, graphic, exploitative, detailed, like sex, and <laughs> everything is intense. The story is intense. The characters are intense. The experiences are intense. That's the type of thing that holds my attention. 
when I'm reading. And I remember explaining that to you. And I remember telling you about a couple of the novels that I read and the story behind it. And you were like, yeah, that, that actually does sound pretty dope. And I'm like, yes. But I also made sure to inform you of the sexual nature of those as well. Right. And how that was just very exciting to read. Can I tell you something? I always wanted to know what drew you to those books with the sex part. Because I believe, and I think we're going to discuss this in another episode later yeah, on down the we line. Are. <laughs> I believe that sometimes women like those because it's that it's that fantasy that they it creates. It plays into what they personally want, kind of, sort of, in their fantasy where it'd be like, okay, I'm turned on. I'm reading this literature. This is what I like. Okay. So for me personally, to answer your question, what drew me to it is the, let's see, what is it? The description. And the, the descriptions are per both perspectives, man and woman. And the way that these novels go is you'll finish the woman's perspective the very next chapter is the man and they're picking up right where the woman left off in her okay. thought so with the novels you get to I get to read the inner thoughts mm-hmm. along with the description of what's physically happening at the same damn time okay it's attractive I got you it's, it's sexy it's to be honest with you it's uh it's soothing for me in a way I don't know what it is but then the following chapter, um, someone just got beheaded, you know. <laughs> and Sex and murder it, at the same time? It happens. You were free. Well, you know that. And we'll discuss that in future episodes. We'll discuss episodes. that in the future episode. Don't, shh, yeah, shh. don't give all of my secrets away just yet. <laughs> nah, not yet. Maybe not at all. No, of course not at all. <laughs> However, <laughs> no, but to tie in. Because I know. Of course you know. (laughs) The interest of my reading provoked your reading. But again, we had that conversation. And I remember saying to you, we have to find your lane with reading novels. This is just what I like to read. Once I remember us having that conversation, I said to you, once you find something you like, you'll understand. And here we are. Now... What are what's one thing that you will never ever try regardless of how much I like it? And it don't have to be something that I like, but what's something that I could ask you to do that you just be like, no. Now how deep I'm are we going it. here? I mean just con- are we talking about just the just interest? Interest, yeah. That's what okay. we're talking about. Um, let's see. Uh, that's a very difficult question, but I would say film, being on camera. Ah. That's one thing, as you, we both know, and I'm touching on that because I'm active in that. I don't like to be on camera. camera. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have none of our sex tapes in the future, wherever we go. <laughs> Not even audio. Be, <laughs> because they'll never be made. 
no they will not <laughs> sorry about that uh, but you. even if that were the case it would be for your eyes only yeah you know it's weird um one thing that i would have a reserve feelings about is um exclusive food tasting you know i'm real big about food or um not exclusive what's the word that i'm looking for i was was gonna ask you to elaborate um like fancy like um stuff that you wouldn't normally eat like i wouldn't eat snails you know like those type of meals you know when you go to different country and they'd be like hey this right here is made with the the finest kangaroo intestine wrapped so rope wrapped in snail sauce and you should be like where's the fried chicken where's the ribs so is that your official um response to let's say we did travel and that was an interest of mine is that your hard no it depends on what it is okay because i'm a nature boy so i know a lot about animals Mm -hmm. and not saying that i'm a against eating animals or whatever there's just certain things that i just can't get with like when i think about snails i think about the texture yeah you know i'm I'm a country boy i've seen slugs we pour salt on slugs and watch them deteriorate exactly they look like big boogies <laughs> they look like a mean boogie that you pull out your nose oh that's disgusting and that's what i feel like the consistency and texture of snails is i agree i I do feel the same way that's not something for future reference that's never something i would ask you another thing that another thing that bothers me and we can move on but the head on a fish when it's cooked like i don't eat fish but that's something i'll try Mm because each fish tastes different right but if you bring me a fish with the head on it and I'm looking at it as you're cutting it I'm no longer interested in trying that fish because I kind of feel like a savage like it's just looking at me you know just it's weird no I understand you know only thing that I like to look at me when I eat it is you (laughs) well all right now (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I, I have to agree with you on that one too. You feel me? But uh, you know, we'll save that for later. But um, what I'm saying is like I'm real big on food, so I trying different foods is hard for me, depending on what it is. So let me ask you a question. With us just going through, you know, some of our limits and things of that nature. Right. Would you? Do you think that if one significant other tells the other no then that automatically disqualifies them from being compatible no not at all not at all you're not going to be compatible with your significant other in every single category but for those and and we went through this as well there was a time when we felt that our growing Um, personal and singular interest right. that were not the interest of each other mm-hmm. we felt like that was deteriorating our compatibility yeah 
So I think that was because we was trying to force ourselves to be involved in yeah. that. And and that's what the big mistake was. Um you can't I can't force you to be a part of my interest if it doesn't involve you. And thinking about it, if you're not enjoying it and you don't want to be there, it's not creating a good memory or a good environment for you. I'm the only one happy in this space. And you're miserable because you don't want to be there. So because you don't want to be there or don't want to do it. It's or gonna, not enjoying it. Or not enjoying it is going to show through your actions, meaning your body language, mm-hmm. how how you are when it's time to do something else involving that, you know. And that right there can cause conflict because yes, you're going to, like, I know you would look at me and be like, bro, we're here. Just do it. Stop acting like a baby. You feel me? And it's sad that we often confuse that with pouting and acting like a baby when it's just a simple expression of me not enjoying it and I'll be honest I took that plenty of times the wrong way you know it took for me to mature to understand that this ain't her thing so I can't expect her to be in here all happy-go-lucky woohoo let's have some fun when this is not something that she enjoys and it's not fair for a person to expect someone to just thrive in an atmosphere where they don't want to be or just doing something they just don't want to do. I completely agree. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that you and I took the time over the years to really understand where the other one is coming from with that because there were certain situations that I put you in that I enjoyed. And I could not, for the life of me, understand, well, why aren't you enjoying yourself? What don't you like about this? I'm having so much fun. So I can only imagine that that is the same perspective that you had. But because we did not respectfully communicate our difference of opinions, you know, with those things, we allowed a lot of miscommunication to take place. Okay. So let me ask you this. What are your deal breakers that'll make you be like, you know what? We're not compatible here. We just can't do this. If we were to get to the point where we have completely different perspectives on our respect, love, and integrity with one another. Okay. um, That's a that's a hard no. We have to have similar, not the very same, not exact, but okay. at least have some similar, but overall respect and understanding and acknowledgement for the other one. Okay. So I have a deep question for you. And I almost want to stop the, the music to ask this question. Mm-hmm. But it's not that serious. Being dramatic. <laughs> Um, do you think it's possible for people of two different religious beliefs mm. to be compatible and to make it work? Absolutely. How? That happens in the world every day. How? I'm not sure how because I've never been in that situation, but I can imagine 
it has to do with the same core values that I just named. Well, acknowledgement, respect, understanding, because when you those three core things right there. Right. One, the respect. You respect that each other has a different religion. You have different beliefs Uh and you have different methods. So let's say you respect each other's time that you have to commit to those things. Right. You know, you respect the process that each other has to go through to complete their day. You understand what I'm saying? Acknowledge is co- it it coincides with that because you're acknowledging that I'm not wrong for believing in what I believe in and I'm acknowledging you're not wrong for believing in what you want to believe in so there's nothing wrong with what you just said the problem is when it gets to subjects like that and beliefs and all of that it could cause a problem depending on what that person believes in because Relation, I said relationship. Religion is different across the board. It's mm-hmm. somewhat similar, but it's different. And some people get into it to the point where they feel like if you don't believe what I believe, or then you're believing a lie. So when it comes down to, to, to traditions and, and morals and core values, things may differ because everybody has different core values. So well, let me use an example. Let's say um, the way a a man's religion requires his wife to be fully clothed, right? Mm-hmm. Head to toe. Mm-hmm. Let's say what you believe allows you to wear your normal outfits. That becomes a problem. Because as the wife, he's looking at you to be a certain standard in his eyes, what he wants. But the question is, would you conform to what he wants, even though that's not your religion? You see the conflict that it creates? Yes, I do. Um, I would say that, well, not even say, one would think that for those who are really embedded and invested in their religion and their beliefs, they would be attracted to a certain group, to be honest, especially depending on how hardcore they are. That's um, true, that, but it don't that, always work that way. You're absolutely right. It doesn't always work that way, but I feel like that that does need to be, I, that is a perspective here mm-hmm. because me naturally, I would automatically think, okay, if you are a man and your wife is supposed to be fully dressed full garb then naturally you would probably be attracted to a woman that you saw like that out and about if that was the case now behind closed doors you know is very different yeah that's very different and again it's different levels to this okay so i would say that from the beginning they would need to have that conversation because that that that's a huge difference. That is not anywhere near a similarity other than you both have religious beliefs. 
because it's so different and it's, it can be so intense. Yeah. Now, an, a flip, another part of that for me is you do, I do believe that there are couples out there who have created a boundary for themselves. Meaning they respect each other's religion, they respect each other's beliefs, but they have agreed to not discuss it based on the reactions that can happen from that conversation. Okay, but now you're just saying discussions. Now let's talk about traditions. Okay. You feel me? Traditions, a lot of traditions are based off of people's religions. That's true. So if you're raising a family, say if it does work, now the family's involved. We got one who wants to celebrate Christmas, but the other one, religion, does not believe or celebrate Christmas. What do you do? Well, do you hold on? Do you compromise your beliefs for the sake of the family, for the enjoyment, or do you teach your morals and what you believe into your kids? And you will go against with your significant other belief is see that's what that's what I was that's why I say I don't think that it's a not saying that you're wrong it's a it's a possibility that the right people can the right people exactly. can make it work but I just feel like when it come down to people's beliefs and religions you it's it's too sticky to really it's it's. Be, honey it's molasses sticky yeah it's that is such a touchy subject but it needs to be discussed yeah um and again i keep saying my thoughts because i've never been in that situation so i'm not speaking factual i'm speaking from just my perspective here i would think that again that goes back to what i just said if you are that deep into your religion and your beliefs are that are strong, and I mean hardcore strong here, yeah. um, you're going to be attracted per your religion. You understand what I'm saying? It's that's the commonality. That's now let's say the the non-common again. You it would take a two very special individuals yeah. with complete opposite beliefs. Now. now, in reference to you saying, you know, one celebrates christmas or the holidays and the other one does not believe in that right that is where i would think major conflict comes in okay because you want to do something for the enjoyment versus the my belief and in my opinion because of my belief my integrity so you're making me look like or you're making me sound like or you know how would you deal with a person that just doesn't believe in god period like an atheist like see that's where it gets it gets the the boundaries have to be set because at some point in time you will feel disrespected by a person saying that your religion is non-existent and it's it's not real you know, that's that's where I feel like me personally, religious beliefs is a big play in compatibility because it creates a lot of unnecessary drama. If, I agree. A difference in belief because I've seen people that aren't in relationship 
that are just friends or just people in public general speaking talk about religion and the difference difference in religion that conversation causes a lot of problems to the point where me personally i stay away from it i do too and and to be completely honest this is a foreign conversation for me to have and touch on because i i made a conscious choice to stay away from topics revolving religion absolutely um for many reasons but i believe in what i believe in you believe in what you believe in right that does not cause me to disrespect you or vice versa that does not cause me to make you feel like your thoughts or your opinions Uh or your values are invalid we just have a difference in them now the thing is you wouldn't intentionally cause any type of disrespect yes but there is a possibility in any situation like that where something could be misinterpreted or something could be done innocently Mm -hmm. or say innocently that could be taken as disrespect yeah that's very true okay so let's let's get off of religion because we can go on about that what's another what's another thing that's uh, income that's just not let's talk about this um and this is probably not the most uh cohesive subject to jump in to regarding this about compatibility Uh after what we just discussed but sex okay um you can start off sexually compatible. Absolutely. As time goes on, mm-hmm. that can change. Absolutely. Now, if there is nothing done about it, meaning, again, the communication yes. with your partner, then that could really deteriorate your relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. You need that physical connection. You need that physical touch, that bond, um, because the physical turns into intimacy look I'm not even gonna lie I don't sleep right if I don't feel your booty against me well I don't sleep right if I'm not next to you either so that's an equal thing here and I'm not gonna go into the body part um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's for another show yes um but yes sexual compatibility and even sexual interest Mm. okay so there are plenty of couples who watch porn together. Again, there are couples who could be more into reading graphic sex novels or sex books. Um, when I say sex books, I mean like, you know, the one everyone knows, the Karma Sutra, different positions, right. things like that. All right, so let me ask you this. Does the type of porn a person like to watch... Is that a deal breaker? No. Incompatibility? I don't think it's a deal breaker in compatibility. I think it's going to raise questions depending Absolutely. on your significant or your partner. Um, but you're going to have to be willing to answer those questions. Of course. And and not be defensive about them. Whether, you, whether it's you or I, man or woman, husband or wife, you have to be open. Yeah. Because that right there, you may be tapping into a fantasy of your significant others that they just did not feel comfortable enough exactly. to share. And then, lo and behold, 
Now you both have an additional sexual interest after some odd years together where you thought you saw or knew everything. Right. But again, the older we get, the the change in our sexual interest is inevitable. Yeah. No matter how old you get. You know, for me, I think that um, goals and end game is a big deal for um, compatibility. If you don't have a goal to be better than what you are, or if you don't have an end game, if you can't sit here and say, okay, um, this is what I want to be, this is what I want to do, and I'm working towards this, that is uh, a big compatibility issue. Um, You have to have some type of goal you have to want more like when I explain that okay so when I say want more you have to want to be more than just getting by right in the bedroom no not in the bedroom I'm just talking about want more period out of life I'm sorry I just jumped Okay, so what I'm talking about is another thing that's a compatible issue is a person that doesn't want more out of life. I'm sorry, yeah, I tend to jump like such conversations um, or topics, but person that doesn't want if if you're not working towards anything like us, we're working towards a house. We have goals in our relationship. We have things that we want out of life that we're working towards. But if you have a person that just doesn't want anything out of life. That's just living day to day with no purpose. You feel me? No goals, no ambition. It's just like, what are you doing? You know, I agree. You know, it's especially being a man. And I kind of feel like it's overlooked sometimes that a man expects a certain caliber of woman, you know, and if they don't reach that, it's a deal breaker. You know, I think women have every right to have that same feeling and women are more vocal about it than men it's just that when men speak on that subject we're viewed different okay i think it's the ways of communication for that particular topic because like you said women are we are more vocal about that yeah um we i have been guilty of that me personally i can speak on myself um i have been guilty in the past of saying to you what what's your end game here what were you what are you doing this for exactly mm-hmm. is it just for the recognition right or is this for profit right um and i also remember saying to you um about a couple of your interests uh or things you were working towards right if you're not making this certain amount of revenue by now it's a hobby. Exactly. Um, we can't afford to spend all this money on a hobby. Yeah. So what's your end game with this? Is this just for fun? Um, I feel like once you have that conversation, you both will get a better understanding of one yourself. Yeah. You know, and then two, come up with a compromise. Yeah. You know, I still say in reference to that, that comment, it shouldn't be about the amount of money that you make. 
that determines if it's a hobby or not. Um, businesses don't profit off bucks, you know. So you wouldn't call a family dollar that um, just opened, or a family dollar that's that's barely making their quota to stay afloat. You wouldn't call them a hobby. I think the determining factor is: Are you making income? Yeah. Period. Understand. Anything that you're doing, anything that doesn't bring any money back in return, if you don't have any type of return on investment, it is a hobby. Um, but no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I'm going to be real. Um, my my businesses and once hobbies that turn into businesses were very um, draining on the financial side. Mm-hmm. Um like I said in the previous episode if you haven't seen it after this episode you need to go tune back into it um I like electronics and just so happens I'm a studio engineer Mm -hmm. I'm a videographer Mm -hmm. radio host so everything that I like costs a nice pretty penny yeah you know so to the outside looking in to my significant other of course you're saying okay you're getting all this equipment how are you going to make money back off of it? Yeah. And that could be a big deal breaker. It could be. You know? And I think the, the biggest thing with that is, is actually helping your significant other understand the big picture. And that's where I drop the ball at. You know, in my mind, the playbook is there. The goals are there. The end game is there. Instead of sharing that information with you, the goal was, I'm just going to show her that things is working out. Without me sharing that information, things you would look at things like, okay, it's not happening as fast as you said it would. It's not profiting the way you thought it would. What's going on here? You know, the communication is what it goes back to. Mm-hmm. You know, like... And again, um, I would say that because that what you were doing was not a similar interest, I would not have naturally understood that. So I would have needed that communication in order to have that level of understanding that you were requiring from me. But again... I didn't see that in game because that's not something I was interested in. That was purely for you as far as I was concerned. Once we had that conversation and you explained it to me, and then you allowed me to also explain my perspective from my perspective, this is what I'm perceiving. This is how this is affecting me by you doing what you're doing because I don't see the end game. I don't share that same interest as you do. Right. And because that lack of understanding was there, we butt heads pretty <laughs> doggone hard yeah. for quite a while. Um, it it took both of us to put our egos to the side to have yeah. a real open, honest conversation with accountability. Right. So let me ask you this, and this is the last one, and then we gotta get up out of here. All right. And this is this is a real juicy one. <laughs> Family. Uh-huh. Being compatible with families, your in-laws. Now, 
by the grace of God, things worked out perfect for us. Yeah, it did. Our families love each other. They do. You know, they mix very well, and they're totally different. Opposite. It's crazy how opposite our families are. Yeah. But when you put them in a room together, it's all it's all peace and love, and it's it's. I have yet to experience really any negative behavior when putting our families together. Yeah. And it's different. I mean, from cousins to siblings. Hold on. I do have one negative behavior that happened. What's that? On our wedding day, they ate all of the cake and did not <laughs> save us any. I no. literally had the we bite both. that you, the bite that we fed each other. That was the only cake we had on our yeah. wedding day. That is a little yeah. known secret. And funny, funny extension to this: <laughs> the piece that I actually the top fed, tier that we saved. Yes, do not do <sighs> that. That was so overrated. It really was, and and we thought it out for the right amount of time, but yeah. it was just not for don't do us. it just buy another no. cake for your one exactly. year anniversary eat the cake so, when you have it <laughs> all right so final thoughts do people have to be compatible to be in a successful relationship no they don't have to be compatible to be in a successful relationship uh-huh. nor do they have to have similar interest right to be in a successful relationship right what you do need to have though is the respect and understanding acknowledgement and accountability when it comes to your partner's interest yeah um but there is no couple in the world that is not compatible on some level exactly or have similar interests on some level i think it just goes back to the, the the number of things that you're compatible and what they are versus the what you're not compatible Great with. Great point, yeah. You know, I think over time people grow and they grow together. And the beautiful part about growing with someone is you discover things at the same time. Mm-hmm. And those become your similar interests. Um, prime example, um, I started watching the shows that you like. Like I watched Gandalf. Yeah. I watched How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> you know, I watched the um, you got on the wire before I did. Mm-hmm. I started watching Power. You know, like yeah. I began to like the same thing. We've grown together to the point where we watch shows together now. That's, That's right. our way we connect. So, um, on my final thoughts is: don't be afraid to open up and try something different. You never know what type of memory. Uh, what type of feeling and experience that you want to get and it's always dope when you um, experience something good with the one you love um, I am Tina May Rock and I'm Queen Key and this is the Red Light Podcast we appreciate y'all for tuning in tonight make sure y'all tune in next week at the same time when we drop this new episode man next episode's gonna get a little juicy and spicy for you but in the meantime we all let y'all later peace Good night.